Hey, this is K.A. and Eddie J. And you're now listening to the In the Trenches podcast. And today, uh, just me and my boy, we was talking over a couple of different topics. But one that kind of stuck out to me uh, this week was like the math of relationships. I feel like we as individuals all want to be in one. Like we all have that like sense of like urge for companionship just because we grow grow like grow up seeing it from like our parents and movies and stuff like that. But there's a lot of stuff up under the trunk that people don't necessarily talk about. And I think numbers can come in the form of money or just like statistically find and somebody with like the attributes and different things that you want. Um, so I kind of did like a little bit of research this week and just looked at like the average income of like somebody here in Charlotte and it was like $33,900 before taxes. So this episode is all about the bags. Yeah. Kind of like the bags, the bags part of like a relationship. Okay. And so basically when you break that down, that's like $2,800 a month. Okay. And I, what I did, so I went into like a little sales spreadsheet. Where'd you pull these, the, these numbers from? Oh, just like the census information. Okay. So, yeah. the, so the government wouldn't lie to us. Yeah, they wouldn't lie to us. It's, <laughs> this is pretty solid. And so basically I looked at like the average cost of like rent here and then like the average car payment in the U.S. I did like the standard 401k. I think I put like 8% or 10%. So all those combined, what, is the, what are those costs a month? With... Like fun, groceries, electricity, gas, phone, internet, and TV. And I didn't like include student loans or travel, like child support or anything like that. And basically you end up spending $2,700. Now, out of that 27 though, just to kind of give the listeners a little more, a better breakdown since it's all about the money. Yeah. How much did you consider for rent and car for, for the, to come up with that $2,700? Because if the average is $2,800 a month and your number suggests that it's twenty. That it takes about twenty-seven to basically survive. Geez, you're only making like a hundred dollars profit a month, and I, I, you know that's why I'm curious on the numbers um, because that's kind of sad. I know, dude. Like when you really think about it, like nobody is really making enough money to live off of in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Like if you look at like the standard of living and what is that thing? Minimum wage. Like there's just not enough for somebody to survive. I'm trying to find where I put that thing. I know it's on my desktop somewhere. But yeah, it was crazy just going through and reading all the numbers and just looking out how like everything balanced out. And there's really not that much mm-hmm. of like anything. So I'm just like, if people really sat down and thought about like all these things, like, oh, I want to marry somebody who makes this much and all the other stuff. Like, and that's another thing too. A lot of people don't have a budget. You know, they just work and then pay things, and but they don't have an actual like spreadsheet budget or something similar. You know, and they just. Waited. I think it's great. To have a budget and and play with it to see you know where you are, how much money you make, how much money you save, how much money you spend, and, and you know adjust the budget accordingly to to your needs, your partner, to your new job, a raise, a bonus. Because um, if you're not counting uh, your money, then then you know you're losing your money. Yeah, I think that's another thing too to kind of factor in, like as far as relationships, like is somebody good with money and managing money? Because most people just like. Oh, I like how they look, but there's other things up under the hood that you have to look at. Like, I don't think people just, they want things, but don't necessarily do the homework and math behind getting the things that they want or what it really takes. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out where I put this stuff because I know I saved it on my computer. Well, we can always add it to the comments later. Well, we'll do that. We'll add the comments or um, in the notes uh, how we came up with that $2,700 a month. Oh, podcast. Here we go. I just found it. Okay. So break down. Hold on. Let's open it up. Jesus, what are you using, a Mac? Yeah. <laughs> My thing's a little old. I think it's from like 2014, but it still worked though, man. If you treat stuff right, it'll, it'll last a long time. Okay, here we go. So average rent 
Uh, I think I did it for like a one bedroom. It's like $1,293. Then for a car, I think that the average payment was between like $350 and $500. So I took like half. That's really between. the average payment? Yeah, that's dude. hard to believe. If you look at it, there's a lot of people out here. That I, are, I drive, I drive a, a pretty nice car, and I I pay three hundred bucks a month, man. But you got to look at. There's a lot of people out here that like spend money on cars they can't necessarily really afford, or they don't really have good enough credit score. So the interest is what. That's true. That's true. A lot of folks payment. that I that I've worked with, a lot of my clients, they got twenty percent interest rate on. That's like a credit it. card, dude. Oh, it's awful. And I tell them the first thing I I, I tell them when I when I when I see something like. I'm like, listen, you got to go get this thing refinanced because yeah. you can go to any credit union and they're going to give you a much, much better deal. You know, on my car, I got like 3%, like 3.5%. Yeah, that's pretty you good. Know, I think over the course of five years, I'm only going to pay like 1000 or $1,200. Which is not that bad. No, no, not over the course of five years. So anyways, moving along. Yeah, 401k was 10%. Okay. So that's like 283.25. And I didn't even put taxes in here either. Because this show is about the trenches and everything. I want to make, I want to also give folks another, open people up to the idea that I don't believe in 401k. I know it's good to diversify. I'm not doing any, I'm not putting anything in that. I just rather invest in other ways. I know it's only 10%. So are you saying 10% of 33,000? So roughly about $3,300 a year in their their 401k. Mm -hmm. I think that's not bad. But to me, based on how I save money and how I work with money, I can make, I think I can turn $3,300 in in one year um, based just on real estate into a lot more than a 10% return. Yeah. Or though you said you're putting in 10%. So in 401k, I don't even know how they work. So really? What, so I can get tell like you what. Six, 8% back every year? How's it work? No, dude. I got like, I think, I can't remember if it was 30 or 20% last year return on my 401k, dude. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's all about how you use it. And it, a 401k isn't the only vehicle as far as like retirement. That's right. So I don't think I'm going to have companies. I may diversify myself once I get to where I want to be with real estate. Mm -hmm. That's my number one priority. Um, And then maybe I'll diversify in some, in some stocks and 401k. But the issue I have with stocks and 401k, because 401ks are really, you're playing the stock market. Yeah. Um, And I don't like other people controlling my money. No, I control it. Like I know some services you can pay and then they manage it, but I manage all my stuff myself. Yeah. I go in like every quarter and look. See, but I don't have the patience and the desire to do that. I rather just try to find a good deal, you know, drive for dollars, like my man Tony used to say. But yeah, that's the thing. I think it just comes down to what people are personally Whatever you're comfortable with. with. I mean, I do. But, but too, I, I just want people to know there are other tools and vehicles outside uh, of don't think traditional because you're going to get traditional results yeah. that's all I'm saying um, dump money in other places where you actually enjoy working with it like yeah. I, I don't like the stock market I tried it mm-hmm. I made a little bit of money but it's not for me I yeah. have to keep up with it it's a lot of um, you know news and you got to make sure you got to keep up with all these events and you got to do the same thing with real estate but it's much different um, and it's not for me, but there are other tools, other tools and vehicles to 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 get you there to yeah. retirement. Car insurance, I think I set, I saw like a hundred and fifty to like a hundred and or like ninety five or something like that. That seems but high I put like one thirty three. I just put one thirty. How much do you pay in car insurance? I just renegotiated my stuff is like ninety six dollars. That's full coverage. Yeah, you probably got minimum limits too. 
No, no, no. I got the whole whatever you recommended, okay. hundred thousand okay. dollars. We'll do we'll do injury. an episode we'll do an episode on, on some on, on the car insurance. Car insurance. I think it's very important. You can't control what but anyone else. But we got else. to do a personal injury episode That's too. That's what we'll do. Okay. Can't control anyone else, uh what kind of coverage uh people have out there, but you can always control your own and that, that can make or break uh the situation. But yeah, um for me I think I pay a little over a hundred. Mm-hmm. I got great limits. Uh, med pay and all that good stuff, and I think I pay like one fifteen, one twenty. That's what I can get it. To be when I know I, I can started. get it much cheaper, um, but then you're dealing with the crappy insurance carriers, and I'd stay away from those. This is another thing too. They actually uh, base your payment off of your credit score. So every year, Dang. I think yeah, once a year. I can't remember when when I call, but every year I call just to see, hey. Um, can you recalculate it using my current uh, insurance? Credit score, yeah, because yeah, goes up or down. Credit score. So you'll never call them when your credit score goes down, will you? <laughs> no, I'll call them regardless because it won't go down if, if even if it does. I mean, my payment no. won't go up if my score goes down. Oh, okay. It just happens. Oh, if it goes up, then I'll just move okay. me to another bracket. Um, fun entertainment, I put like $200 Okay. That's about right. That's about fifty bucks a week. Yeah, and that's probably on the low end. I it think is on the low kinda end. It's kind of hard to to stay under that. Yeah, especially um, if you're a man single trying to go out and date oh, women yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, you go on these bumbles and grinders and these hinges, or man, even just traveling. I tell you, this yeah. little stuff adds up too. Well, like, if this episode is about the about about the money or, or the the math and relationships, mm-hmm. you know, you even you don't even have to go. Uh, anywhere fancy, but if you're going on a couple of dates just because you're getting to meet people, at least yeah. that's what happened to me. Um, you know, you, you don't you don't try to splurge or impress, but um, you do want to make sure everyone has a good time. Yeah, you be and mindful, if, and you're mindful, and you pay. Yeah, and I mean, if you go on two or three dates a week, either with that same person or other you know people. other people, because you're just you're just trying to get to know people. Yeah, man, you'll you'll spend two hundred dollars easily in one week. Yeah, easily. Yeah, so you got to trade these people in for cheaper models sometimes. Yeah. Or people who are willing to share that I'll burden you, with you. I, I, I tell you though, before we get to that, I got a funny story. There was mm-hmm. a, a girl I matched with on Bumble a while back when I first got on Bumble, um, and uh, and uh, very attractive. You can tell she was she appeared to be high maintenance. Spoke to her on the phone, sounded like she was high maintenance. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with high maintenance, but um, she at this point I realized that it's very expensive to mm-hmm. to use these apps, and um, and and I remember I was always trying to find new ways to go on a date. Yeah. Specifically, free ways to go on a date, <laughs> and and it's I forgot what exactly she said, but she asked where where we're going or what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I said, "Girl, listen, we're gonna go on a walk because mm-hmm. you can you can eat and you can eat and consume all the free air you want." <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? We never met up. <laughs> we never met up. She thought it was funny, but I guess she was like, "This this this guy ain't trying to spend any money on me." Yeah, and uh, and but we never met up that. But yeah, you gotta get creative sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for groceries, I put like two twenty five. Some people don't really even. I don't think they really have grocery budgets. They just eat out all the time, or don't really know how to buy groceries. Yeah, I feel um, like I kind of. That's fall about in that right, category. though. I'm about two hundred to two hundred twenty five, but I meal prep and I eat a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. Not because. You know, I'm 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 bored. I eat saves good. time. I, I saves time. It's efficient. It's healthy. I, like every morning, smoothie, mm-hmm. good local organic stuff. Um, you know, and and when you when you buy it in bulk and you, you spread out 
over the month or the week, it's not that expensive. Yeah. Um, lunch, same thing. I have like some type of veggie burger salad or mm-hmm. some type of veggie burger or something. Again, when you crunch the math and it's really only like three or four dollars a meal. Yeah. Dinner, I have the same thing every single night for dinner. Same thing. It's like four or five dollars a meal. And so when you start adding it up, it's really not that bad. Yeah. Um, but you just got to get, you got to be Discipline. okay with the idea of eating the same thing. A lot of people aren't. And I have some snacks, you know, I got some hippie sodas and some hippie milk. And yeah. Hippie popcorn. I, I, I buy good stuff. And then like powering gas, I put like $100. Yeah, it depends, you know. I mean, I've got mine down. When I was when I had my house back at home, I think one time I got my bill down to like $35. Last month's electricity bill was like 38 bucks for me. I was pretty happy about that. Now, my unit's small, but it's still, still though. Yeah. In the, winter, in the summertime, it, it can go up to 100, 120 because of the AC. I think one other thing people don't realize, there's like little other small tips that you can do. So I learned this from like one of my coworkers. So it acts, well, not just coworkers, but just from being in the HVAC world. So it costs more energy to cool air than to cool uh, matter. So the less space that you have in your fridge, the less... I mean, the more space that you have in your fridge, the harder it's working to keep that stuff cool. So if you keep your fridge full, then it's not working as hard. So what I used to do, so my mama you, used to- what are you saying? I should just put a, buy a bunch of sh- uh, stuff and, 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 and store my, and turn my house into a storage unit so I can keep it cool? No, your fridge. So what I used to do, my mama used to laugh at me uh, about this. I, I mean, don't care about the fridge. I'm talking about the home because the fridge doesn't no, cost that's, much to that's, keep the That's where it cool. kind of starts. That's kind of where it starts. So if you look at it like- that's what what appliances are running 24 7 it's going to be the refrigerator um probably your well appliances it probably just your refrigerator that's why i'm leading there yeah um, so let me let me finish so what i used to do is you fill up the fridge like your empty space with water bottles mm, and say oh i need more space you just take the water bottles out and put in whatever you just bought Yes, yeah, and smart. that's how I, you. I'm interested. You you run a study on that. Let us know. I know I've done works. it. I've done it. And how much of a difference did you see? Um. Well, I mean, my power bill was relatively low. Maybe like five dollars a month or something like that. Mm, that's not bad. I, Over the course I, of a year, AC is my biggest um, energy uh, consumer. So. Mm-hmm. I, I found, and I don't know if there's any good science to this, but it, it has helped my bill. So if like if you're away, from, you know, because you're working or you're not in the house for mm-hmm. more than a couple hours a day, um, in the morning, but right before I leave, I crank it up a little bit, mm-hmm. right? I usually keep the house at 70, for example. Mm-hmm. But when I leave, I crank it up about 74, 75. When I come home, it's usually in the evening, so it's cooler outside. Mm-hmm. And then I, I crank it, I, I turn it back down to about you know seventy, seventy-two, or slowly crank it down until I get ready to go to bed. Yeah, um, and that's that's turned out to save me a little bit of money versus keeping it at seventy all day the long time, when no yeah. one's there. Yeah. And it, it, it takes much more energy to keep it at 70, the peak in the in, of the day when it's super hot between 12 and 3, mm-hmm. as, as as compared to let's keep it at 75, and then uh, we'll turn it down to 70 when it's a lot cooler and the sun's gone, the sun's gone down. See, that's why I'm all for the smart thermostats, like a mother house. That's nice, yeah. Uh, both of them, they kind of like learn your schedule, and you can turn them on and off remotely. So if I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm about to go for a week or whatever, I can make sure, oh, my AC is off and stuff like that. And there's some um, company power companies actually like that you buy the Nest thermostats at a discounted rate, like in a store at Home Depot, I've they're like one hundred and twenty-five. But like Duke Energy, I think they're like sixty dollars or something. Like yeah, that. exactly. I heard that uh, some energy providers actually give you a discount mm-hmm. for some of the stuff, and they give you free bulbs too. Yeah, and um, 
think something to do with nah, the water. Sometimes I, I think remember. there's something wrong with them bulbs. I think they're trying to skin. No, it's because it's soft. It's soft light. I put like daylight lights all in my house. Like the white, pure white. I like that. But like, like in my this, bedroom. Like, like the fluorescent lights? Oh, yeah. You like that? Yeah. That's awful, man. But I put like the soft white in like bedrooms though because it's more like mellow and relaxed. But like living room and all that other stuff, kitchen, I'm going to bright in there. Yeah. I was about to say something else about power. Hmm. Oh, and they and in the summertime, there's some program I'm, part, I'm a part of, so I save like seven dollars yeah, a month I've in seen July. Those. Or something yeah, like that. yeah. That, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I haven't noticed it when they turn yeah. it off or anything, but yeah, yeah I get the I, discount. I, I, yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of energy providers do some type of like basically they kind of give you like a flat rate, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's nice. And then phone, I put fifty dollars. So but I feel like most people spend a hundred dollars on this. Really? I spend you never $40 know. a month. You never know. Uh, but and if you're in a family plan, you you can spend even less. Oh yeah. Now you got some of those, you know, secondary or or third line providers. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can get your phone down to twenty five dollars, twenty dollars a month. Google, Google has Voice one. is free. Yeah. And then for like TV, internet, uh, subscriptions like Netflix, all that other stuff, put like a hundred dollars. Okay. For yeah. combined. Yeah, and internet, TV, all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, internet's a big one, 40, 50 bucks, and then mm-hmm. you add a couple of subscriptions, you're usually at a hundred. So really at the at the end of the day I only had like fifty dollars extra. And I didn't even include taxes. You're you're basing the the, the extra from twenty seven eighty four or twenty seven hundred and eighty eight twenty eight hundred. That was yeah. saying roughly. But that's not taking out taxes. Jesus. So you're basically in a in negative. the hole. You're in a yeah. negative yeah. already. And yeah. you and then and then you got Bay out here trying to have you support them. And this is the average person. Jesus. Good thing we're not average. Yeah, but I'm just saying though, like people have to like take a look at what the average person out here is going through. And are you average or are you above average? So can you expect the person that you're looking for to be on your same level or below? Statistically, you get what I'm saying? Like what are the numbers behind people who make this much money? Uh well yeah, my question though is is how how because I looked at it. There's fifty eight no fifty four percent of people make less than or equal to forty k in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. So that means if you have if you go out and you hit on ten girls or guys or guys, half of them that you hit on don't make well are making forty k or less. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, dude. Yeah, that's a lot. Fifty percent, fifty-four percent. Yeah. So when it comes down to expectations, like, oh, I want to marry this person that's making a hundred k and all this other stuff. So like, how many how chances many, are? How many people make over a hundred k? Do you have that? Yeah, I got that too. Um, how much? Um, let's how see. Um, ten point one six percent of people make a hundred k or more. Wow. Yeah. So that means if you hit on ten guys or you hit on ten girls, only, only one, one of them may make yes. over a hundred k or more. Yeah. That's not good. I know, but that's the thing. Like, I don't think people really recognize the math behind their dating pool as far as expectations if they want to bait stuff solely off of numbers. Because, like, okay, so say you got your Instagram followers, you got a thousand followers, you times your followers by 0.54. That means, well, yeah, if you're fine with somebody making 40K or less, that means you got 540 people to potentially. That's your dating pool. But you haven't factored in. Oh, I want them to be this tall. Most people aren't six feet. But I, I don't want them know. To be... I don't know if if a lot of people, uh, men or women, do the statistics <clears throat> behind. Well, I, no, no. I'm I'm saying before we even get there, uh, look for their partner in that way. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. We, yeah, we, they we just are, all assuming. But just, no, no, I'm saying that we are assuming that um, that people who are looking for someone are like they pull out their calculator, calculator, and they're like, okay, I want someone who makes more than forty k. Like, that's I, I that's what I, that's why I'm trying to do this episode though, because people don't do that. They just like we don't think or put the logic or numbers or science behind the so, but what I'm stuff gonna, that well, we I guess I'm more specific, specifically what I'm trying to say is what do you say what do you say to the people who um this isn't a priority though right it's just like I, i'm in it because i'm looking for the chemistry or the interaction or the personality or the looks maybe money's not the priority that's a little different though just because the number one cause of divorce is money so like you can't just be all completely blessed like i'm looking for all this other stuff yeah you can't ignore it okay yeah and then i think i think i don't know if it's based off a certain race but i think like only one in four women get married dude one in four really it's that it's that low 25 percent. i think so and they already outnumber us too there's more women on this planet than are men so everybody is not gonna get married so that's why i'm kind of like i've been like listening to a bunch of like relationship people and stuff like that on podcasts and youtube and stuff but if you really sit down and think about it like i don't think i think people are like overestimating their personal value and underestimating the value in a partner you get what i'm saying Mm. the whole holistic view yeah yeah okay yeah wow that's interesting so because like you never go to college like oh half of these people are which you call it like even if you sort it off off by like majors, like, oh, if this is what I'm looking for and this is what I want, this is how few people you actually really have to pick from. It's not a lot. It's not. So let's see. Um, uh, so how much does someone have to make in order in order to, uh, I guess, take care of, of, of you? Now, wait, do, when, when we... That's mean, the thing. That's the thing. I'm saying it's kind of like, do women want a guy to solely take care of them? Or is the, or is the partner going to work? Yeah, so that's the thing. So this okay, this let's, is not let's crunch it both ways. Yeah, yeah, no, I've, I, yeah, I've got the little, I got a couple of the numbers right here. So, but this is like to factor out kids because it takes one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars to raise a kid, dude. Wow, from from age Infant zero to eighteen to eighteen, it's like eight hundred and ten dollars a month. So, I'm wondering, can you, can you, can you, can can you lower that by maybe adopting? Probably, well, maybe. Because adoption is expensive, too. And I don't know how much it costs, but I know it's, it can be expensive. So what I'm trying to say is if you basically, you know, um, adopt a child that's already housebroken, yeah. you're thinking maybe, what, three, four years old, you've already saved three, four years. Diapers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so so is that, I guess, can that save you some money? Probably. But I think I think the one thing is that number is like on average, but there are people who So how many kids probably, do you want? Me? Yeah, you want three, didn't you? Didn't you say you want three? I'm fine with two. I, I would like two, but I'm fine with three. So two, two times one seventy five. Yeah, jeez. Over the lifetime. That's over. That's almost. A, that's almost half a million dollars. Yeah, kids are legit an investment. Like, how much is that a year? And how much do you think your kids are going to give you back in return? <laughs> that's <laughs> if the they're thing. an investment, because you're you're not investing, or, or are you saying they're an investment for themselves? Because you're not really investing it for you. I mean, you, yeah. you have no idea. You're investing in your lineage and stuff like that. That's kind of how I look at it. Okay, so how much? So you're willing, and you think one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars is is worth it? Yeah. <laughs> Over the course of a couple of years. Of eight, uh, and how many? How many? How much is that a month? Um, uh, for two kids, for one kid, for one kid, that's eight ten a month. So that's like that's eight hundred dollars a month. Yeah, that's almost your your mortgage payment or rent. Yep. But instead, you're gonna give it to your lineage. Yep. Your blood. It's line. like ten grand a year. 
But if you look at taxes and stuff, I think you get like five thousand dollars of deduction. So it's not necessarily. So yeah, that. you get some credits. Yeah, you get some credits. Okay, but that's wow, the thing. That's like expensive. these women who want to just marry these guys who make all this money. Like, there's not a lot of men that make a hundred grand. And I think, oh yeah, here's the number. So if you want a man to take care of you and them. They roughly have to make like sixty-seven thousand dollars. So you, but with sixty-seven thousand dollars, are you saying that the woman or, or partner does not have to work at all? Yeah, I, and that's not including kids. It's not including kids. That can't be right because if you're, if you, you said earlier that it was thirty-three thousand is the average, and then you did some numbers for twenty-seven hundred dollars per month. You're already in a hole. You multiply that by two, you're in a you're in a deeper hole. But you can cut costs somewhere as far as like bundling for groceries and all the other okay. stuff. You get what I'm trying to say, like. By having that extra income, it so makes it a little bit more. So sixty-seven thousand to take care of someone who basically doesn't want to work or doesn't is not working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so then, what? I guess you you would only have to make thirty thousand or thirty-five thousand or so, and but the other person has to make the same amount in order to yeah. at least cut. And that's not factoring student loans, or mm. medical expenses. Like that's how some people end up going in the hole. So that's what I'm saying. Like if people had a whole realization of like all the numbers behind like being in a relationship, like it's not cheap. I mean, well, being taken care of is not cheap. You you get what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. especially like with the way the modern world is going, we are better off together than as individuals. I mean, there are some people who are successful and stuff like that who are individuals, but the probability. You know what I'm saying it depending on your age and stuff like that. You kind of like age out as far as like finding a relationship or like kind of like a life partner. So what are we saying to the partners out there then? If 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 just be more realistic with what you're looking for. And so if you realize like what's more realistic on average, like are your expectations that you looking like your expectations for the person that you want to date are they too high? Are they realistic? Like, yeah, I want somebody six feet making all this money or I want somebody five, two, and they have to make this and look like this. The percentage of people who actually do that, like, take a real look at the size of your dating pool. Like, are your, not like, are your standards too high, but like, be but more realistic. But some of these people are, are okay with the idea that maybe their dating pool is much smaller. They're just going to have to keep waiting. That's the thing. How long are you going to wait? Because women have a ticking time clock, but we really don't necessarily have one. Yeah, I think... Um yeah, I mean, that's because I know some folks um, who are like that. They're like, I'm not going to date anyone below this or who makes below this um, or who doesn't do this or or does do this. And you just cut out so many good people and doing these that. Folks, some of these folks are willing to wait, man. But that's the thing. like, How long are you going to wait? You may wait forever. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do when you're 40 and it's too late to have kids? Mm-hmm. Then, like... I think a wise man once told me that um, women... <laughs> Depreciate with time. I know. I know who that wise man is. He told me the same thing. And men appreciate with time. It's true, dude. I don't know if that's true. It is. It is. Because um, (laughs) if you look at it like, say you're a 60-year-old woman, you think you will have made more than a 60-year-old man? Well, it depends. So here's the thing. What what I love, we need to have a a, a discussion on... Um, the modern man dating the modern woman. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, yeah, and and I I don't know. I I don't know really. know. I have to look at the the the, the research. But I think in twenty twenty one, and and moving forward, a lot a lot more companies are becoming. There's still clearly it's not this. It's not where it should be. But it, mm-hmm. a lot more folks are. It, some employers and companies are becoming a lot more progressive and and uh, you know and paying folks more. And so I don't know. I mean, I think there's going to be a time where I hope anyway. Maybe that's just me being optimistic. Where mm-hmm. Um, 
women or <clears throat> or people of color make as much money, if not more, than you know the the Their counterparts, yeah, white yeah. person um, or male. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think it is changing. We see that it is changing. Maybe it's not changing as quickly. Mm-hmm. So my point is, the gap is closing. Hopefully, yeah. But with the gap being closed, like there's a shift in. Uh, I guess, like, not necessarily responsibilities in the home, but what you need a partner for. Like, yeah. if a woman, if a, if a woman can make, can pay all her bills and stuff, what does she? Well, sometimes it's not about. For? It's not a. It's not, well, it depends. And vice versa. It's, I think it's. Indiv- I think it's individually. Um, I think it's personal. I think it's 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 whatever that person thinks. So, like you know, some folks, you're right. They have they make enough money. They're independent. And by the way, that intimidates. So if a if a if a woman, I've heard anyways that. Um, from multiple people that if the woman makes, let's say, a hundred k, and she's financially independent, mm-hmm. that that intimidates the, the the counterparts or whoever they're dating, mm-hmm. usually a man, and, and the situations that I've spoken to, um, and it, that they don't make as much, they they feel like they're inferior or or that they need to depend on the woman, and that creates friction. I feel like depending on how you are with that person, you can make it because. You you have to look at it now. Like yes, we were talking about like the modern women and modern man, but there's a lot of people who are necessarily modern, but they still have those old old views and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So chivalry is dead. Yeah. So so my thing is like yes, it may be intimidating to some men, but I think it's all about like how you come at them. You get what I'm saying? Like more of like oh, if y'all go out, maybe hand him your card and he pays, or, or d- just don't make y'all relationship so focused around money. But wait, wait, wait. Going what back, saying? what I was saying is that some folks, um, so some folks are, ind- are financially independent, so they don't need anyone else, but they may want something else. They may want uh, a connection. They may mm-hmm. want uh, sex. They may want um, a companion. Yeah. They may just want, um, you know, someone to speak to. Yeah. And so the money's not what I'm trying to say. Money may not be the end all be all. You never know, does. But you know, based on what you're saying, that you know, a lot of people get divorced, and the number one reason is money. Then money should they should they should talk about it. They yeah. should be more aware of it. You can't just like go through life and like completely ignore it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Okay. But, but my part, kind of point was like, if people just like work backwards from what they want to determine their actually like their actual dating pool, I think they'd realize how unrealistic some of their like preferences are. And I think that's why, like, some people end up being alone. So what do we do for these folks? Um, you know, I know you keep saying women, women. Uh, women. And men, too. Men, too. Like, Yeah. So what do you do for these folks who are looking for someone that, that wants to make, that makes a lot of money? Like, if their pool's small, but that's that's a, that's a requirement, what, what do we tell them, folks? You have to do research and figure out what those type of people are looking for. What qualities? Do you have those qualities to attract and keep those type of people you get what i'm trying to say i wonder if there's like some type of dating apps out there that that can filter and verify how much these people make men or women i'm pretty sure they have those like sugar daddy and sugar mama services and stuff like that yeah i'm pretty sure there's somebody out there who does that yeah yeah okay so yeah and they have a small pool to work from that's that's when you put things in perspective like that and only 10 percent of folks on average make uh more than hundred thousand dollars um that's a very small pool to work from yeah regardless if you're looking for men or women and I think now, as far as like being a modern man, like I don't feel like most people are getting married without prenups now, just because back in the day, I don't think it was as public as how devastated men were after marriage. Like if you look at it, like, like it's, if you do like a cost benefit analysis, it shows marriage is not a good investment for men, but it's way more of a good investment for women. 
Because if you look at it statistically, like most men end up like financially de- devastated and stuff like that. So I think expectations. Are you saying as that because like, usually they um they're the breadwinner? Yeah. So they're okay. Um, but I mean, likewise though, if the if the if the other partner was the breadwinner, then it would be devastating for them. Yeah. So that's the thing. I think now people are more aware of the things that can happen. Like I, th- I can't remember some basketball player was uh, going off about all this other stuff about like prenups and stuff like that. But basically, like if the person, I mean, people are more knowledgeable now, so it's not as easy to get over on all these people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As far as like dismarrying for money and then like getting like all this money in the divorce because most i think it's like 80 percent of women actually initiate the divorce really yeah but i think that's going to start to shift as more men and stuff get educated yeah about like all the different potential things and as far as like women starting to like make more and stuff like that i think that as far as like laws and stuff like that i think it's going to teeter to balance out all those biases as far as like child support and divorce laws yeah, and stuff law like moves that. slow, man. You it think moves, so? Oh, I know so. The law moves very slow. Um, and so I think it'll take much longer than you think, but it's good to know that folks, uh, you know, have access to a lot more um, information so they can educate themselves, which is good. Yeah. Which is real good. Yeah, man. What else we got? Um, we could talk about some other stuff, some little things I'd just be having in my head because I don't, I don't really have people to bounce well, I'm pretty sure I do have people to bounce ideas off of, but I think m- more women are starting to get more educated and stuff like that now I've recently, like in the past couple like years. But that doesn't necessarily translate to like helping find another partner, though. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, because that was my my one thing. Like, when do you start uh, prioritizing your personal life and goals and stuff like that outside of like work. Like, yeah, you can keep climbing the corporate ladder, but eventually you are going to have to put time and effort into finding like a good quality relationship or a partner. You get what I'm saying? Like when, when do you make that switch to, we should ask the listeners and have them submit a, a, a request that maybe have a discussion on that because I haven't, it's hard to say, but I know for women, it's very common, um, uh, that they they feel like they have to sacrifice one thing or the other their family their career yeah or or something else and um, you know I don't think that's fair if they feel that way and we and men don't have to do that if that's what we're talking about is the men and women uh, dynamic but oh yeah I would love to do an episode on on something like that um, because yeah at some point you have to switch I guess but some people don't you know there are very, there are a lot of fo- folks who who are very successful financially. Um, but they don't have a life. They don't have. They yeah, don't that's have, the thing. Like, have any friends or family? Like, yeah, it's nice and cool to climb up the corporate ladder and stuff. But at the end of the day, when you look around, what do you want to have to show for it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when do you cognitively sit down and think, like, oh, this is what I really want, or I'm just doing this because it's just here to occupy my time? Or you get what I'm trying to say? Oh like, yeah. That's that's the thing that I'm I'm kind of curious about. Oh yeah. And then I wonder, like, how do men value women? And how do women value men? And does that necessarily like translate to, um, I guess, like our reasoning for being with somebody? Like if you could only come up with two things, once those things, say you aren't looking for those or whatever, like what else in that or other person that makes you want them? You get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Because it comes, because remember we talked about like connection and stuff like that. Like, if you didn't have two parts of, say, like a relationship, um, two attributes or something like that, are the others enough? If you don't have those two, yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
you know, I haven't really even thought about it. But dang, that's a good question. Yeah, I'll be thinking about a lot of stuff, dude. Don't think too much, man. You're going to fry your brain. No, I like thinking. It's, it's a nice pastime. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anything else on this one? I think um, we should keep it to this one, and then we'll just do another episode uh, just to keep it... Uh, I think tight. We, yeah, keep it tight and make sure we stay on topic. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys for listening, and we would love your thoughts and feedback about the show. You can leave us a voicemail at 704-561-1428. Uh, click the link in our bio and fill out the form if you'd like to be on as a guest on our Instagram uh, returning listeners, tell a friend to tell a friend. New listeners, please subscribe, rate, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you're on Spotify, please be sure to follow us. And we're also on Pandora, Our Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. That's right. Signing out. And we out. Thank you.